If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Three, two, one. Do you know what I feel like doing? I feel like kicking back, relaxing, and getting comfy. Welcome to the Get Comfy Lowdown. I'm your host, Kalo, as always, here to give you the lowdown on all things football-related. And today, we are here to recap the 2022 NFL Draft. We are not going to go through each and every pick. We're going to kind of go over all the surprise picks, all the surprise trades, and just things that were good about the draft. And before we get into the draft madness, we'd like to say thank you to anybody and everybody who is liking and sharing this podcast with anybody and everybody you know. I also want to preface this by saying we will not be covering the New York Jets in this podcast right here because we're going to do a whole separate pod because you know I need to devote time to my beloved New York Jets. So today's more or less going to be a winners versus losers versus, you know, just head-scratching moments here in the NFL draft that I thought were uh, new and noteworthy. But, I mean, for an overall theme for the Jets, I have seen nothing but positive reviews, A-plus across the board. So that's good to see. It's very good that the future of the New York Jets seems to be brighter than it normally is. But while we're in New York, I think it's fair enough that we acknowledge the other New York football team that isn't the Bills, and it is the New York Giants. I feel as if they had a great draft. I mean, Kayvon Thibodeau at number five, honestly, I thought he would go to the Jets at four. I thought that Houston might be in play for a pass rusher here, especially one of Kayvon Thibodeau's status, but... I just didn't see anything wrong with that. And then, of course, moving onward in the draft a few picks later, they go on to select Evan Neal, a tackle that I was in love with through this whole draft process. And it just two blue chip players right there for the New York Giants who had higher picks in this draft. I mean, you need to protect the quarterback. I think that's a theme in this draft, but. It's just a good overall draft for them. Now, moving on to a rather hot and cold team, I believe, that pretty much went through this whole process was the Baltimore Ravens. A lot of people said that they had a good draft. I believe so. But they went on to trade, you know, (laughs) Hollywood Brown, Marquise Brown, their wide receiver, and a late third rounder to Arizona in exchange for the number 23 overall pick. Now, Arizona gets Hollywood Brown, another weapon for Kyler Murray. That's all good and well. But right now we're focusing on the Ravens. So they got Kyle Hamilton, you know, a steal at the number 14 overall pick. Kyle Hamilton was viewed as the more higher end option for most teams heading into the draft. And 
you know, for to get him at 14, it's really interesting how a lot of people slid in this draft. And that is also the theme of this draft. A lot of players that were projected for the top end of the draft slid. Uh, none more than Malik Willis, but we'll get into that later. So what did they do with these picks? Well, it's interesting to see they took Tyler Lindenbaum at 25. You know, again, I, I like my lineman. I'm much like uh, Joe Douglas here, but uh, I did like him at 25, a nice center for that team. You know, Tyler Lindenbaum at that spot, great pick. They did trade to the Buffalo Bills, which was interesting, but the Bills took Kair Elam there, cornerback from Florida. Interesting. You know, there was a lot of teams that just kind of like got their pick and then moved it and then another team moved up. A lot of a lot of moved it on the draft board, but that's what makes things fun. That's what makes it interesting. So on day two, they got what I believe is, you know, a steal in David Ajabo. Of course, you know, he did tear his Achilles at his pro day on the very last play of his pro day. And for him to get that value later on in the draft for the Ravens to just stash him away, let him heal. It's you can't really go wrong there. Now, I believe it's fair enough that we stay in the same division here with the Pittsburgh Steelers drafting Kenny Pickett. Number 20 overall, this is obviously Big Ben's successor. They have Mitchell Trubisky as that one-year gap quarterback where Pickett can kind of sit behind him and learn. Now, Malik Willis was interesting here as well. Kenny Pickett, I can kind of see more because he was Pittsburgh's offense in college. They basically molded everything around him. Dual threat quarterback. I would say he's more of a passer than a runner, but, you know, it's good to have that quarterback. You draft him high up, let him sit a year. That is the honestly the best method. Of course, the Jets didn't do that with Zach Wilson, but he's number two versus number 20. There's a big difference there. But you also have Mitch Trubisky, who is a competent quarterback to get you through the year. And if I honestly had to pick a quarterback that could go in and start year one out of all these quarterbacks, I think Kenny Pickett would be that guy to go in and start year one. But hey, let him rest. Let him kind of absorb the offense. But you'll see later on. Also, Pittsburgh is pretty much without Juju Smith-Schuster. They do have Chase Claypool. But I don't know. It. I don't really understand how you could evaluate not only Mitchell Trubisky, but Kenny Pickett moving forward without any weapons on offense. And he had Najee Harris, all that stuff. That's all good and well. But again, surround your young quarterback while you can. Now we're going to move to the NFC East here with the Philadelphia Eagles. A great, great draft for them. Now, Howie Roseman went out there and worked his magic where he drafted Jordan Davis at number 13 overall. But the Eagles also had another pick in this draft at number 18. And of course, they had the 101 pick. Now, what did they do with those two picks? Why did I just jump from 18 to 101? Well, they went out and traded for A.J. Brown, wide receiver from the Tennessee Titans. That offense in Philly is going to get booming now with Devontae Smith on one side. You also have Dallas Goddard. Now you got A.J. Brown, and I think Jalen Hurts has enough weapons around him to get things going in that division. They also got, and I, it hurt me, if the Jets didn't go Brees Hall with that second round pick they had, 
N'Kobe Dean was my pick there. I would have loved to have N'Kobe Dean, but they got him. They got him late, I might add, in the third round, which is just insane. It's also worth noting, even if his health issues force him to miss a decent amount of the 2022 season, it'll still be worth it drafting him in the third round. Before we continue the show, I wanted to take a little time to talk about Noom. Noom uses the latest in behavioral science to empower people to take control of their health for good through a combination of psychology, technology, and human coaching on their platform to help millions of users meet their personal health and wellness goals. A lot of people face pressures to change themselves to fit other people's expectations, and the more freeing solution is to find the things that work for you. Noom understands that everyone's weight loss journey is unique, and what works for someone else might not really work for you. That's why Noom's approach adapts to your lifestyle. It's flexible and focuses on progress, not perfection, allowing you to work towards your goals at a pace that's comfortable for you. And for me personally, that's huge. I know that I am not Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I know that I'm not getting up at four in the morning to go work out. But by using Noom and having that little more of uh, flexibility and stability, it certainly helps with my journey here. Noom also makes it easy to start your weight loss journey and stay on track with personalized lessons that help you gain confidence and a practical knowledge, one-on-one coaching, and cognitive behavioral approaches that teach you how to be mindful of your habits. 75% of Noom weight loss users finished the program, and more than 60% of users that engaged with the program kept the weight off for a year or more. So start building better habits for healthier long-term results. Sign up for your trial at Noom.com slash believe. Again, that is Noom, N-O-O-M, dot com slash believe bl now i think we've talked enough about the good here in the draft now let's get to the bad <laughs> not the it's interesting i call it bad but these are the head scratchers here and what better way to start head scratching than a division rival in the new england patriots now cole strange in round one very interesting. Very, very interesting. Out of Chattanooga, lineman. I, it just, this is a Bill Belichick draft. Taking those players from obscurity, and in a few weeks' time, they're going to be stars. Kyle Duggar, I don't really know from last year's draft. I was a little confused on that. But hey, Cole Strange could maybe do something. I I just don't understand what what Bill's doing, but hey, he's won more than me, so what do I know? Now, moving on, and I guess we'll start right back up at the head of the draft because we got a little more bad to talk about, and that is the Jacksonville Jaguars passing on Aiden Hutchinson and going Trayvon Walker. An interesting move, a very interesting move. Of course, leading up to the draft, there was a lot of rumors that Trayvon Walker could go number one overall. I didn't really buy into it because it just seemed like a slam dunk at one would be Aiden Hutchinson's or even Kadon, even Caleb on Thibodeau at that point. But this, this pick of Trayvon Walker needs to absolutely be a home run when you had literally the whole board at your fingertips and you decide, you know what? We're going to go this route. We're going to try something different. And I respect that this could be a very Big home run for the Jacksonville Jaguars. But I don't know. 
I, I just kind of feel uneasy about that pick. And then Aiden Hutchinson, of course, goes to Detroit Lions, hometown boy, going to his team. It's very, uh, that's a good f- story there. Now we're going to move on to the Green Bay Packers. Now, it is understandable that in this draft, once the wide receivers started getting taken off the board, they went fast. They went super fast. I mean, you got Drake London, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, you know, Jamison Williams. Once those receivers were off the board, you were done. You really needed to be aggressive to go up there in the draft and get a wide receiver. Now, that's what the Saints did to get Chris Olave, which is going to be great compared with uh, Michael Thomas in that offense. But the Packers decided to stay put. They got a defensive tackle and a linebacker, but then they traded up to select Christian Watson in round two, wide receiver out of North Dakota State. Yes, they did feel the needs on defense. They did. They, They filled exactly what they needed to fill. But you don't go this offseason without trading Devontae Adams and getting a decent replacement. Now, this kid could very well go out there and ball out, but in hindsight, is this kid really going to be Devontae? Not really, at least not in my opinion. And you know what? I could be eating my words come the end of the season, but it just makes you scratch your head a little here because you really don't have wide receivers up in Green Bay. You really don't, and you would think that Aaron Rodgers would have a say, did he? I don't know. Now, let's talk about a big fall here in the NFL draft, and that was Malik Willis. Very interesting. To see him slide to pick number 86 midway through the third round was very interesting, considering all the hype he got, and he went to the Tennessee Titans. Now, this very well spells the end for the Ryan Tannehill era out there in the Tennessee Titans, but... I don't know. Also, too, I want to talk about how Mike Vrabel said, as long as he's the head coach of the Tennessee Titans, A.J. Brown will not be traded. But then he was traded on draft night. Yes, you go out there and you get his replacement in Traylon Burks, but how are you going to really evaluate Ryan Tannehill? How are you going to evaluate now Malik Willis moving forward? The wide receiver position in the NFL, especially this past offseason, has been taken at a premium. You have to pay the wide receiver. Miami did it. Seattle has to do it. Philly now did it with AJ Brown. You know, there are a lot. There are also a lot of teams in this draft that decided. You know, it's the Jets included. And I'll get more into that in the Jets podcast. But teams decided. You know what? We're not going to pay that premium right now. We're going to take one of these young guys and see how it pans out. And then you can also get the fifth year option kind of let things settle out, you know, but getting back to Malik Willis here, he had a lot of hype. He was arguably the number one quarterback heading into the draft by most, you know, Pittsburgh was a great spot, New Orleans, you know, but to see him go to the Titans, also Seattle, potentially, I'm surprised none of those teams decided, you know, what, take a flyer on him in the second round late, but, uh, a lot of these quarterbacks did fall. That's no that's no knock on this class, but you know, Malik Willis going to the Titans surprise there, but 
I also want to now draw attention to the Chicago Bears, more specifically Justin Fields. A guy that got tossed into a really bad situation up there in Chicago, and this is coming from a Jets fan, so I know exactly what it's like. We are potentially still in it, but, you know, they spent both their second round picks on defensive backs. They were good ones. I feel they'll pan out, but you got a young quarterback up there in Justin Fields, a talented one at that. And you're not going to go out there and get him some help. Yes, defense helps and they potentially win championships, but you see what the Jets did. And I'm not, I'm going to sound completely biased, but the Jets were aggressive. They went out there and did everything in their power to not only help their team, but help their young quarterback. Jaguars also kind of, I mean, they, they did get Christian Kirk in the offseason, but is that really going to help Trevor Lawrence? I don't know. But I don't know. It, the rest of their picks were kind of uninspiring. They also didn't have a first round pick because they went up and got Justin Fields in last year's draft. So they're kind of sitting there with their hands tied. So much like, and I should have known this heading into this draft, this draft, much like the offseason, was insane. There were things that happened that we didn't really expect, like Hollywood Brown, A.J. Brown getting moved. Debo Samuel has yet to be moved and or re-signed. DK Metcalf, there are a lot of questions heading into this offseason and now heading into the actual season for the NFL here in 2022-2023. I feel as if... Now we are going to get that second or I believe third big wave of free agency heading into the next couple weeks, potentially over the summer. We also didn't get any news on Baker Mayfield. My thoughts on Debo to kind of circle back here is if Debo was going to get moved, he would have gotten moved in that draft with AJ Brown getting moved with Hollywood Brown getting moved Marquise Brown from Baltimore. I just feel as if that's where it would have happened. And there were rumors. And of course, again, and I keep saying this because I feel like I can fill out a whole podcast for the Jets. There were rumors at the 10 pick that Debo could be in play there for the Jets, but nothing ever came to fruition. But Baker Mayfield's going to be interesting to see where he lands this offseason or if he stays in Cleveland, which I honestly do not believe. I believe Seattle is a big player for the Baker Mayfield sweepstakes. Carolina used to be, but they drafted a quarterback. Could New Orleans be in the mix there? I don't know, but we'll see. But that about does it here for the Get Comfy Lowdown. We hope you guys enjoyed. This show goes live every Wednesday morning. We got the Get Comfy Game Break every Friday. And of course, the Get Comfy Podcast every Sunday, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on all major listening platforms like iTunes, Spotify, and of course, the Believe Podcast Network. I have been Kalo, and we will see you guys next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. 
Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.